good. Slayer. All right. Everybody hear us? Chickity check. One, two. We did lose our cool backdrop. It's okay. Mm. Hi, I'm back. Jim. Sir. Jim Costello. Sam. My guy. Yeah. I met, I met Jim Costello in July. Oh, there it is. Hi. Uh, July at Bitcoin Park in Nashville. Mm -hmm. um, you showed up to, um, I hear, sell mortgages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was your plan, looking to sell mortgages at Bitcoin Park, but uh, fumbled across this asshole right here. Yeah, and you <laughs> bastards sold me on Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the next day we were, or yeah, Josh was, Josh, who I wish could come uh, at Wave Lake. He's our employee number one. He spent a considerable amount of time getting you set up on Noster, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, then you're like, hey, my daughter makes music. She might come down tomorrow and check out this demo. So, a um, little backstory on that: she did show up uh, with your awesome wife Julie, and within I'd say like a week or so, this track "Cherry on Top" by your daughter Ainsley was uploaded, and um, it's a great song. I don't know. I, I wish we could play it right now, but it was such an awesome song. Um, and it, I sent it to Adam Curry, who uh, had just started a a uh, podcast music show and he played it and the song just like took off and in my eyes she became sort of like the first superstar of our of our bubble yeah uh, she was the first artist on wave like to hit a million sats on a track which is really cool I don't think anyone's done that since um, but but yeah it's really cool and so just wanted to talk to you about a few things one tell us a little bit about your backstory you were a musician yourself you are a musician yourself yeah I still am yeah I I um, I really I mean I've said this to you and and Michael privately but I'm happy to say it publicly I mean you guys really um, changed the trajectory of my family's life um, that I mean it was it was it's so crazy that I I went down to Bitcoin Park in Nashville for the Lightning Summit, literally trying to find, you know, y y anybody who might be interested in buying a mortgage. I mean, I was, I was really, it was like, you know, I, as somebody who's in sales, I go around and I try and find where the clients would be, right? And I, I've, I've made a habit of going to dev meetings in, in Nashville and um, just to try and network and network and network. And um, man, I just, it's just, it's so crazy that I came across you and Josh and um, and Wave Lake and, and Ainsley getting to upload her song and then where we are now seven or eight months later. Um, but yes, I, I am a musician. I, I, um, I, I started playing in bands when I was 13. Um, went to music school, University of Colorado was a piano composition major went on the road for two years, studied jazz in Europe for half a year, spent eight years in LA doing the singer-songwriter thing, and um, then I just, I burnt out and, and had enough, and, um, and my wife and I left LA and moved somewhere else, and, um, just, and I just lamented the fact that I probably was never going to be back in music again, and then lo and behold, uh, you know, 13 years, 
12 years after my wife and I met, you know, Ainsley gets the music bug and starts doing gigs around Seattle. Genetic. Yeah, you know, poor thing. She caught the, <laughs> she caught the music bug from her old man. Um, started doing gigs around Seattle and then we moved, uh, Ainsley is, is our only child and um, you know, we were, in a, we were in a position that we could say, hey, if you wanna go to Nashville, let's go to Nashville. So we moved to Nashville to support her career. Um, and then unfortunately, six weeks after we moved there, everything shut down because of COVID. Um, but uh, she kept on going, she kept writing and doing co-writes with people all around town and really up and upping her game in terms of the Nashville rights and building her own network and things like that. So yeah. um, it's, a lot of, it, it's a lot of fun being around her and, and, uh, and helping her any way that I can with respect to music, so. That's cool, so how is, in your, in your opinion, how has the music industry changed um, since you were making a go of it um, and what you're seeing now through what Ainsley's going through? Yeah, I'm never I have never been more excited about the music industry than I am now. I think there's more possibilities uh, for artists now. Now, the flip side of that, as I've said publicly on a lot of my podcasts, um, there is a, you know, there's no barrier to entry into this uh, industry. Right, I mean, anybody with any amount of talent can can record on GarageBand and can upload into Spotify or TikTok or whatever, and um, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but it, since there's no barrier to entry into this industry, there it is just absolutely flooded with stuff that's never going to go anywhere. Yeah, you know. Um, so, but the tools that these young artists have today did not exist when I was in LA. Um, I, it was fascinating to be in LA when we were tracking to tape and then to watch Pro Tools and hard drives and everything come in and shut down a lot of those uh, studios. I was lucky enough to work at Oceanway and Capitol and Hollywood Sound and things like that. Um, but then to see all the smaller ones around town just get whacked and go under as everything moved over to Pro Tools. Um, so, so it's wonderful that you can track an amazing sounding record at home. And it's wonderful that you have opportunities like Spotify and TikTok and Wavelake and all of these ways that you can promote your music and, and market your music. The opportunities have never been better. It's not an issue of talent as much as it is an issue of hustle. Right, because there are so many opportunities you have to yeah. hustle. Yeah. I would say there's, I, was, I mean, I was talking, maybe it was the conversation with you last night, but yeah, the, the hustling has always been there. You've always had to hustle. It's just, it's just a different way, and it's what type of hustling you're doing. Maybe, yeah. Maybe when you were doing it, and like when I got started in music, our main hustle still involved mostly making music, you mm -hmm. know, and like going on the road or something, whereas now the hustle might be more social media trend type things or having to advertise yourself as a product in a way that you wouldn't have ever had to do before prior to, to social media. Yeah, I but would. it's powerful, so it's. I, I would agree, and I, you know, there's a lot of artists who have a really hard time being content creators. Yeah. You know. And some for, love it. And some love it, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a gal in Nashville who's probably like my favorite Americana singer-songwriter. Her name is Bonner Black. I saw her perform in town last week. Like, her social media game is great. I mean, she's, She's funny, she's self-deprecating. Half the stuff she posts about is about bird watching because she loves bird watching, right? Yeah. And then you have artists who just absolutely loathe it. And I, and, and I don't blame either one of them, you know? But, yeah. I, but to answer your question, I think that um, 
I've never been more excited for the opportunities that artists have today. And a lot of that is because of what I have learned from you and Michael and Open Mic and, and everything in the last eight months. Yeah, so let's talk about that a little bit because you, um, you have more patience. I think your family has more patience than a lot of people do right now for this idea. And you guys jumped in it at a thousand miles an hour and haven't stopped. You know, you just have yeah. really been going for the educational piece. I would sure, I'm, I'm sure there's, you know, a lot of it is because you want to see your daughter succeed. A lot of it is because you're probably happy to, be, to potentially be walking back in the music industry. And, um, mm. and also just the technology is, is exciting. But um, what's been the, I guess, the most difficult part for you jumping into this as a, you know, someone who didn't really know much about it prior to this last summer, what's been the most difficult part to wrap your head around? Um, boy, that's a great question. I mean, my wife and I met at a dot-com in the 90s. We met at a website called im.com that was for actors, models, dancers, and musicians. And so many of the people that we meet today, and I was telling the gentleman from North Dakota here that I, I was um, putting together the first rendering farm that was taking in all of these MPEGs and and mp3 and creating mp3s and all that kind of stuff the tech doesn't scare us yeah you know um we you know because we have because we experienced this when we were helping build those websites back in the 90s i even worked i i, I was working for a dvd studio before anybody had a dvd player right um when i was one of my day jobs in la um, the tech doesn't scare us um, I think that the biggest thing that we are trying to overcome is um, just the, the general trepidation that people have about Bitcoin. That's it. Yeah. You know, I mean, the tech works. You guys, you and Open Mic and, and everybody that was involved in those um, shows that happened um, in December up in Minneapolis, you guys proved the tech worked. You know, Wave Lake works. You know, I mean, you can earn, you know. You, 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 the, the sky's the limit, I, I'm, I'm convinced, with respect to what you can earn as an independent artist. What I fight more than anything is people going, Bitcoin. Yeah, more so even than like the, the interfaces and the, the knowledge that has to be learned to get on board. Like, do you think, when we were in, a, a few of us in this room were in Japan for Nostrasia, and a, a recurring theme there was, um, like Bitcoin for normies. It's part of why we're doing this culture shock thing. You know, it's yeah. the idea of being able to introduce these kind of dorkier ideas that were been sort of lurking in the shadows of the computer people um, and showing people that it, because we know it works. We all know this stuff works and is fine, but whether or not that will relay into the mainstream, it's part of it could be the narrative of Bitcoin. Part of it could be, uh, Maybe it's not ready. I mean, what do you think? You've, you've dabbled in kind of every single version of the value for value system. Does it, from a tech perspective, from a user interface pers perspective, does it, is it feel okay to you? Do you think we need, to, we need a lot more work? Um, do you think it is ready for the mainstream and it is ready for the normal people? I think it is. I, I, I think it's ready. Um, I think somebody is going to break from 
um, the value for value world, the value verse, whatever you want to call it. There's a lot of really great talent in this space. I think somebody's going to break, go mainstream. I think it's going to happen within the next year to two years. Um, I don't, uh, you know, I, I, th I, so many musicians are absolutely down for trying something like this. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's just, again, for me, it's, it's getting them over that hump of, of saying, don't worry about the Bitcoin thing. And, 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 and open mic really does a great job of talking about this. Like, don't lead with the orange stuff. Like, yeah. you know, wh when I tell people about this, I, I, I do not tell musicians, Hey, dump Spotify and iTunes and TikTok and all that stuff. I, uh, what I tell them, and I think QW said the same thing with respect to Noster, is this is another part of your business plan that you should be implementing. You are a small, a, as a musician, it doesn't matter if you're Sarah Jade or if you're Just Loud or, or Joe Martin in, in the UK, you are a small business person. And this is another revenue stream for you. Um, you guys have proven on the Noster side, on the RSS side, uh, on the hosting side, all of that, that the tech works. The wallets, the, I mean, w you know, wallets come and go. We all know that now. Um, the tech doesn't scare me. And uh, to most musicians, it shouldn't either. I, th I think most musicians are hungry for any type of opportunity that gets them away from um, that black hole that is Spotify. So yeah, absolutely. I hope I answered your question. Yeah, you did. I, I mean, I'm, this is probably a, a, a quick question, but I'm curious if when it was presented to Ainsley, you know, I just met her briefly and we've talked since on the phone and stuff, but um, the initial reaction to this idea of Wavelake, did it, do you think it felt to her like, oh God, this is just another I have to add to my business plan because there's so many things that, that it's like I have to keep up with TikTok and I have to do all these things and now I have to do another thing and I have to worry about another thing and I would imagine just the way the, the trajectory has been going there she's obviously embracing it a lot and is yeah. a really good advocate of it now and does an incredible job of, of uh, spreading that message on socials and stuff but I am curious um, yeah, I mean, well, it, it, this is more of a rhetorical question, but it just seems like there's just so much stuff out there, you know? It's like, I, th I think the tech works, but I do fear a little bit that when we start presenting this stuff, this idea to the mainstream, it'll just feel like another, I feel like someone else even said that kind of thing today, like, it'll just feel like another thing that we have to worry about. The good news is, is when it starts working for people, people won't care if it's just another thing because they'll flock to it and they'll probably start ditching a lot of their those other things and then it'll get consolidated into more of this world because this is be a better yeah. monetization stream. But Well, I, I, I can't speak for her. I won't speak for her, but um, I mean, she's a very independent, strong-willed young lady. But I, I, I can say a couple of things. Number one, I had been kind of talking about Bitcoin around the house prior to m meeting you guys. Number two, she she does have a she does have a good entrepreneurial spirit about her, and she looked at it as like, hey, like I don't I don't feel like I'm devaluing my music in any way, shape, or form by doing this. Yeah, because she's very big on on not wanting to do um, not, not wanting to do anything that would, um, in her eyes, devalue her art. Right. 
Um, Which is great because a lot of people feel like they have to do that kind of thing. Yeah. So it's cool to stick stick to your guns there. Yeah, I, but but the other thing, like, and so then the last two points is she she kind of after meeting you and talking to you, um, and and talking it over, she was like, yeah, you know what, what have I got to lose? I don't have anything to lose here. You know, I'm not making anything per se on Spotify. You know, on f yeah. five years, and she did a really great job of documenting it on Twitter. You know, she's like yeah, in the first did. in the first month. It, you know, by the end of July or mid-August of last summer, you know, she came out and, and, and she, I, I, I think she did a nice job on it. She wasn't, she wasn't bragging. She was saying, hey, check this out. Yeah. Like, I've been banging away on Spotify for five years and I've made about, I don't know what she said, 50 bucks or 100 bucks or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, there was, there was a point, I think, in very the early days, it was like she had made five or $600 or something yeah. ever in six years with the Yeah, 60. and she made that in a month on yeah. on your site yeah it's cool it's very cool yeah well let's let's talk about you now um uh -oh. first thing i want to talk about is your 700 podcasts that you have <laughs> <laughs> i love I, them i, I, I bit off more than i can I, chew well, i know I, I love every one of them i sometimes i wish they were all in one feed so i could more i could keep up with them a little bit better but they're wonderful so you have let's see if i okay you have the phantom power music hour correct phantom power artist hour Phantom Power Music Review, uh -huh. ish, and then there's one other one. Business Hour. Oh yeah, Business Hour. There we go. Okay, you got four. So you got four. So tell us about. Uh, yeah. You, you jumped in there. You jumped in there, and you've been churning out some good stuff. You I, yeah, I love it. I um, I, I love it. Um, as I was kind of joking with Adam, because he's he asked me the same question a couple weeks ago. He's like, "How many podcasts are you doing?" I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, man, I'm doing four. Mortgages are kind of slow right now, you know." Um, but yeah, I've got four. So uh, artist hour is um, like I'll sit down and just talk to an artist about their background and, you know, as you've heard, like how they came up. Tell me your worst gig. Tell me your best gig. Tell me some, you know, funny stories and yeah. just see where the conversation goes. You know, I will always take it back to value for value in Bitcoin because I want to um, I want to use this tool, hopefully in time you know, to anybody, to any musician who is thinking about going into the space, they can go, go to the, they can go to Fountain or Podverse and see, or Wave Lake and say, oh my God, this dude's interviewed a hundred artists who are, you know, doing the Bitcoin thing. Um, so that's one. Business hour is, um, I try to tie in the business of music, the business of, 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 uh, Bitcoin. Um, I, I try to tie them together. I haven't really, I, I'm still working on formulating how well that thing can go. I've been trying to get guests for it. Um, the last two guests that I've had have been authors of, of books, um, which I, I feel has a, a value. Um, but that's, uh, I, I'm still formulating what that is. Um, music Hour, the Phantom Power Music Hour, is really very synonymous with uh, boost a grand ball just like I'm going to find 10 to 13 songs that I like and um, and just do an hour long show I, I really uh, as I was telling Michael like I, I like to present in a fashion that is very similar to the conversation we're having here I really don't like the you know, uh, well, it's 22 minutes past the hour. Look out for the fog outside. Here's a song from Sam Means. You know, like, 
I don't, I, I don't like that type of presentation. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that, that has its place, and I, that stuff is cool. I, that's, I do sort of love that some of that stuff is, you, that there is some of that stuff, but I also yeah. love that there's just some, like, super mellow. Yeah. Like, Mike, Michael's got one mixtape, and, yeah, it's just, like, very, like, just hear the songs. Yeah. Like listening to college radio or something. That's know? really what it reminds me of yeah. college radio. Like I was so lucky, man. I did my undergrad at University of Colorado at Boulder, and man, KBCO out of Boulder is a great station, and KUCB, which was the college radio station at, at CU, was fantastic. So I try to model it after that, and I really, I mean, look, it's my show. Like I try to pick songs that I like, and if people identify with it, fantastic. Like if I become some sort of a curator. Great. I honestly don't know where the hell this is going to take me. I, I, I really don't. It'll you take know? you somewhere. Yeah. You know, yeah. who knows? Might, it might take me. I, I might end up in, a, in, a, in an alleyway somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. You know? Um, but I love it. I really have a good time. And then the last one is Music Review. It's my favorite one. Thank you. Yeah. I, that, I was telling Michael, like, it means a lot when musicians who I respect as artists go, nice job. And you, sir, you brilliant stinker you with some of those songs you come up with like Kalina that give me a you're telling me stuff about my songs I don't even know well <laughs> I you know that's the like I, I did that All right, that's cool. <laughs> that that's the theory geek in me yeah you know like having taken music theory I, I was really lucky in high school I got a um, in high school of all places public high school um, I got a chance to take a music theory class all year as an elective and, um, I, you know, we were doing four-part counterpart. You know, we were dissecting Bach string, you know, string concertos and piano stuff and writing in, in, in all of that, hand, you know, hand-to-paper type stuff. So by the time I went to music school, um, the music theory class in music school is one of those classes that is designed to weed out the knuckleheads. Right. Right? I, I was one of the knuckleheads that got weeded out of my music theory class. Well, and, and I dropped out of, of music school for a completely different reason, but I just, I love that aspect of it. Um, and, and I played this game with myself, and I did it with Ainsley when she was growing up, is like we'd be driving around, uh, driving around Seattle where, where, she, where we're from, and, and we'd listen to a song, and I'd be like, all right, what's the four chord? What's the three? You know, nice. if you're in A flat minor, what's the six? You know, just to, it's like, you want to be a musician, you better know this stuff, you know? Um, and it was fun to go to Nashville and see all of that come together with the, with the Nashville n number system come together. Yeah. You know, um, because it's so prevalent and everybody uses it there, you know? So I, so I, I think about that a lot because I play around town in Nashville. I play with a bunch of older guys who, who, who toured on the, on the Chitlin circuit and, and the Chicken Wire circuit and played the Opry a bunch of times. And, and, they'll be like, and this old guy that I love playing with, his name is Eddie Weedo, and um, we'll be playing a gig, and, and he'll look over at me and he'll go, D, dog, 1465. I'm like, okay, got it. So that, you know, that tells me we're in the key of D, and the first four chords are going to be D, G, B minor, A, right? So I, the, the music review show gives me a chance to kind of dive into all of that, like my love of theory, this weird brain that I have that remembers weird songs from the 80s, everything from Barnes and Barnes to, you know, to B-sides from Split Ends and things like that. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's the other 
that, that's the other podcast that I do. That's all four. Awesome. Well, everybody sign up for those. Uh, last thing I want to ask about is this new, this new venture that you all are starting, the, uh, also called Fan of Power. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll also probably have a podcast for that one at some point, I would guess. <laughs> uh, Fan of Power, or what, what's the <coughs> – it's like um, education for onboarding artists to this, yeah. to this, this craziness. We, when Ainsley came on board with Wavelake, we realized quickly – and and th- there was request for her to onboard more songs, to yeah. upload more songs. And Ainsley has a lot of professional arrangements in town with other songwriters in Nashville who, as you know, like, you know, y- you, me, and Open Mic might sit down and write a song, and then we each have a publishing company, and then Open Mic, because he's a baller, he's got a pro, pro publishing company, so the splits just went from three to seven, right? So there's a lot of things in this... Um, with respect to professionally aspiring musicians getting into this space that they need coaching on, we feel they need coaching on, um, and they are going to need help uh, promoting in this space. Um, So that is our primary goal, is is we want to help onboard people into into Noster and RSS with their music, um, teach them about the right ways to do it, teach them about sovereignty, help them with the licensing, help them with the wallets, um, we'll also write blogs about them. I had actually, Phantom Power as a website had been around uh, for almost two years. Um, I was writing about independent bands around the world just for fun as a side gig. Um, so we've taken all those uh, blogs, migrated them over to this new site. Um, the podcasts are up there. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're actively recruiting musicians to, to bring them in because... Cool. Um, you know, again, to go back to the beginning of this conversation, I have never been more excited about the music industry than I am now. You know, I wish I didn't have a head of gray hair, man. I'd be out there going at it. It looks good. You're a silver fox. <laughs> yeah, it's cool that you've gone this far in seven months. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. That's that's very common in this space. I mean, Noster in general. It's, you know, everyone keeps mentioning the Jack the Jack moment, but you know that was just over a year ago and. Now we're just, I mean, like, what have we been doing here? You know, it's just, cr- it's yeah. crazy that we're even here right now talking about Nostra stuff yeah. for how, how really, how new it is. So, I mean, w- I, I can just, I think, I, I know you feel it too. That's why you and Michael are so, um, you know, prevalent in, in this space. And I know Open Mike feels the same way. Like, you can just, everybody who's here feels it. It's like, damn, it's right there. It's right there. Yeah something onto something here something yeah that's the thing like this this energy again this goes back to when my wife and i met at that dot com like we just turned to each other every now and then like some of these conversations that we're having behind you know in helping ainsley and helping this company like meeting guys like you and your background and 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 mike like we would have never gotten the chance to work with open mike we would have never you know like my my cousin who is five, six years older than I am, I told her about Adam Curry and she damn near dropped, dropped the phone. You know, it's like, you know, it's, you, you can just feel it. Like there's something, there's something going on here. Yeah, you know? strong, strong community. So on that note, thank you. Uh, anyone have any questions for Jim? <laughs> I talk too much. Crickets. <laughs> yeah. We covered it That's all. That, that means we did a good job. Oh, thanks, man. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.